This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer. And uh, I praise the Lord for being back with you at this time. Let's get back into our study. We were looking at that cleansing fountain. What a gracious thought. That cleansing fountain. What is that fountain? It's the blood. The blood of Christ, my friend, cleanses us from all sin. But let's notice. Who can come for cleansing? In short, anyone who feels his need. Have you ever felt your need to come? You say, well, that's simple, Pastor. That's, uh, that sounds like, uh, uh, oh, my friend, that sounds like uh, modernism to me. Sounds like Armenianism to me. No, no, sir. No, sir, it's not. You ever felt your need of salvation? You can come to Christ. You feel your need right now? You can come to Christ. Come, to, come there pleading the blood. Come there seeking repentance. Come there seeking a cleansing. Come to that fountain. Dip that the Lord would wash you and dip you into that pond, uh, that, that fountain with a pond. Now, maybe it's water holder. I don't know, my friend. It's full of blood. It's a blood fountain is what it is. But listen, listen. Let's look there again at Zechariah. And uh, he says, uh, I will pour out upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. Then he says in that day, what day? What day is it, my friend? They shall mourn as one mourneth for his only son. And shall be in bitterness as one in bitterness for his firstborn. Yes, in that day when the sinner comes to feel his need of the Lord. That's the secret, my friend. That's the secret. I, I use all sorts of uh, illustrations and uh, analogies. But one of the best I've ever done is that a poor man wake up one morning feeling good, gets up. Raise the window, lets the cool air in, takes a deep breath, and say, Ah, Mama, what a great day. Gets up, gets his breakfast, and goes out to work. But you wait a day or two. During the night, that fever sets in. His bones go to aching and joints that go to hurting. And he hurts all over like many of us have. And he wakes up and he says, Mama, call a doctor. I'm sick. He didn't call a doctor when he felt good, did he? Neither will you call on the Lord as long as you see no need. As long as you are rich and increased with goods. And I'm not talking about uh, money, filth, or lucre. No, I'm talking about spiritual things. As long as you, everything's hunky-dory. Everything is, is, is good to go. Everything is cool. Everything is okay. You're not going to call on the Lord. And that's why the Holy Spirit has to do that work. We here at Radio Missions, my friend, we preach the awakening ministry. You say, what is that? I have folks write me, call me. What is that awakening ministry, Pastor, that you speak of? Well, every soul born into this world is a sinner. A sinner by choice. A sinner by God's decree. And he goes about this life. He may be religious. He may be a pastor. He may be a prelate. He may be a pope. He may be whatever. As long as he's ignorant of his spiritual condition, as long as he's ignorant of his sinfulness, Everything's fine. But when the Lord gets ready to save a sinner, the Holy Spirit comes there, and I call it, we call it, awakens that sinner. You can call it enlightens that sinner. You can call it makes a sinner aware of his true condition. What is your true condition this morning, my friend? Are you a child of God? 
Oh, my friend, are you a child of God? Or are you just on a religious profession? Are you just Have you just walked the aisle, shook some preacher's hand? Maybe he's a high-rolling evangelist. Maybe he's a, 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 just, a, just a poor old thing coming in off the street. Maybe whatever it is, you shook his hand and he told you you're saved. No, my friend, that's not salvation. Well, I've spoken in tongues. I prayed through. That's not salvation. What is salvation, Pastor? Salvation is coming to see yourself as hopeless, helpless, doomed, and damned because you're a sinner outside of Christ. And there's only one way. There's only one way, my friend, that you can be saved. Yes, this Lord says in that day when the sinner comes to feel his need, of the Lord, and he wants Christ until his morning after him. Nothing else will satisfy. In that day, the day that he cannot live any longer without knowing that he's saved, that day that he will enter into the fountain of cleansing, that day the fountain of cleansing is open wide. And I tell you, my friend, all of this little believingism, this little free willism stuff that's been poked off onto our folks for salvation has resulted in the most tragical situation that we face in our church life. It makes me fear and tremble as I see the emptiness and shallowness of those things. Oh, my friend, I, I've told you about my personal experience that when I was discharged out of the Navy and got married, and my wife wanted me to go to church with her. I never had gone to church in my life. And we met at a little old church. And the pastor there was the whole a revival, so-called. A little young man whom I'd gone to high school with had gone to the seminary and got a, a degree and whatever. And they, they gave an invitation, he did, at the end of the service. And my wife wanted me to join that little church because she thought that was salvation. She was a religious girl. And so I did. I joined that church that night. They had the water warm, and they baptized me and another fellow. The next Sunday, we went to Sunday school. I never had been there in my life. And they had about a dozen or so elderly men in the, in the adult class, had a great old man teaching. We come out of there waiting for the 11 o'clock service, and they all lit up the pipes and cigars and cigarettes. Looked like a tar kill. I didn't know nothing about none of that. I didn't know revelations from, from Genesis or Habakkuk. I didn't know none of those things. But my friend went on in church, and they did the same thing every Sunday. And we was there a few Sundays, give an invitation. One or two would go up there and shake that preacher's hand. But my friend, had the Lord left me there, I would be a fit subject for hell. I had nothing. I didn't even know I was a sinner. I didn't, I didn't partake of the gross sins of the world and all those things. But my friend, a little later on, the Lord uh, made it possible for me to hear Pastor L.R. Shelton Sr. at an old tent meeting out in the country. And I believe that first night I heard him, I knew I didn't have anything. Have you ever, you ever been like that? You know, somebody tells you the truth and you know you don't know anything about it. Well, I couldn't quit going. I went and kept going. And then he moved home, moved back to New Orleans, and we, used to, we went down there often as we could, scraped gas money together. And this was a long time ago, my friend, in the early 50s. And make a long story short, the Lord kept after me. The Lord wouldn't let me rest. The Lord showed me I was a sinner. I never had seen that before. I was happy. I was newly married and had a child and doing good and had a little job, making enough money to get by on. I was happy. It didn't matter to me. And uh, But now, now I see myself as a poor old sinner. 
a poor old sinner. And the Lord began to teach me what a sinner I was. And eventually, eventually, as I began to recognize it and admit to myself and to the Lord that I was a sinner, and I began to cry for mercy, cry for mercy. Lord, Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I'm sinful. Lord, would you save me? Oh, but listen, listen. I want to tell you something, my friend. That little believingism, free willism, speaking in tongues, that stuff is not nothing. There's nothing to that. When the day is done, there's nothing there to hold on to. What are you holding on to, my friend? What is your hope? The Scripture says that uh, our hope is not such as the world is. No. What is our hope? Christ. Our hope is Christ. Christ said in the closing chapter of Luke, Thus it is written, and thus it behoove Christ to suffer and to rise from the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in the name of all, among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Repentance and faith are the means of grace to enter into this fountain, my friend. Someone said, Oh, pastor preaches works for salvation. I don't do no such of a thing. Repentance and faith are not works. That's grace. They are means of grace. True repentance is always manifested by sorrow of the heart, my friend, the great mourning and bitterness of heart in modern-day thinking is that repentance is not necessary. You won't hear it in your modern church. You will not hear it spoken of. You will not hear repentance mission. You mentioned you will not hear uh, eternity in hell mentioned. In hell. In hell. The Bible says the man there, the rich man in hell lifted up his eyes. But you won't hear that. You won't hear it in our modern preaching. No. Listen, true repentance is a deep, radical, fundamental change which is always accompanied with sorrow and and be can, can be described as one mourneth for his only son and be in bitterness of one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. Listen, listen, my friend. The individual who can look back upon his past life with pleasure and look upon the idea of returning to his sin without an inward loathing and disgust has never repented, knows nothing about repentance. Let me tell you, you, you who can walk out of your church and light a cigar or a cigarette, stick it in the corner of your mouth and smoke it, I doubt if you know anything about the Lord. You who can leave your church tonight, go there to the picture show or the lodge hall, nothing, know nothing about the Lord. Your old life has never been changed as the believer's knowledge of his guilt becomes greater. As the believer's knowledge of his old sin nature is revealed more and more, his mourning becomes deeper in his hatred for sin. More and more as we come to realize our helplessness and our indebtedness to God's grace, the more we understand the sufferings of Christ. Now, my friend, it's been a joy bringing these messages on the blood, on the blood in the Old Testament. They're all on CDs. I'll quote you a price on the whole set. But if you would, pray for me as we go on. We're going to go into another study starting next week. And I haven't not, haven't announced it yet. But uh, it'll be uh, by the grace of God. It takes grace to be true to your soul, my friend. Folks tell me I'm too dogmatic. Well, the Bible is dogmatic. The Bible says the soul that sinneth, it shall die. The Bible says it is a point unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. The Bible says, yea, yea, rather, and all of those things, my friend. And then yet, I tell you, Christ died for sinners. Are you a sinner? Have you ever seen yourself as a sinner? You know what you can pray? You may be interested in your soul. You can ask the Lord to awaken you. You can ask the Lord to give you the effectual call, 
My friend, it's, it's a great day when the Lord begins to work in your heart. It was with me. It, was, it began with confusion. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know. I thought I was saved because I joined that little church. That didn't have nothing to do with it, my friend. That preacher run off with another man's wife 30 days after I talked to him that night. He so-called led me to Jesus about 30 days later. He led himself and, and another woman off to Arkansas somewhere. Oh, but my friend, it's grace to know the Lord. Do you know the Lord this morning? Are you saved? Oh, trucker, are you saved? Are you? Are you? You folks up there in Grand Rapids, Michigan, are y'all saved? Are, you, are any of you saved? Out there in San, San Francisco, are y'all saved? What about Corpus Christi? What about over there in Mobile? What about over there in Pensacola, Florida? Any of y'all saved? Write me and let me know if you're saved. You understand the gospel? You understand you know anything about Christ dying for sinners? Do you see yourself as a sinner in need of Christ this morning? I tell you, Christ died for sinners. That fountain of cleansing has been opened, and it's a fountain of blood. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood. What can make me pure again? Nothing but the blood. Oh, precious is that flow. My friend, turn to the Lord if you don't know him. If you do know him, praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. Don't be ashamed to praise the Lord. And then write me and let me hear from you. And then remember the old Trailblazer's address, the old Trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. And I'll be back next week at the same time. Every day, Monday through Friday, with another message from the old Trailblazer. And you pray for old Dan and myself as we plod along out here, getting old and weary and kind of tired. But you pray for us. And until next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 